this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. This is the top 20. Let's get going, shall we? And as we do most weeks, we're starting out with a... Technical difficulty. Put your hands together for technical difficulty. See, this would be great if I could just go to, like, somebody in the field. And our technical difficulty coordinator, you know, Hassan Minaj. Hey, DJ, yeah! Technical difficulties, yeah, all right. I'm looking at the chat here, and... Oh, it's back. Oh, my God. Yay! Wait, hold on, hold on. Yay! It's back. The chat is back. Whew. That was close. Can't have a show without the chat. Just ask him. All right. I think we're good there. Uh, and, okay. We're good. We're, we're better. Okay, so uh, I was going to say, if you want to join the chat on 99WNRR, you can just go F yourself. But now if you want to join the chat on 99WNRR.com, feel free because the chat is now working. Uh. Before I forget, I do have to make an announcement. I'll probably make this a couple times during the show. Uh, we are having our Faces for Autism Radiothon over this weekend. It starts tomorrow night at like 6, I think, and goes right on through Sunday. All the DJs here have to take a shift, and this DJ is no exception. Uh, I'll be working from noon to 3 on Saturday on air. There'll be ways to uh, donate money. Uh, and if you donate some money, you can actually hear songs you want to hear. Like, you can request songs and stuff like that. Uh, all the details, I'll post them for you. But they're also on my Facebook page. You can see that. Uh, and I'll be happy to read that during the show. But just so you know, if you're around Saturday from 12 to 3, you can log in. You won't hear the Hard Rock Lunchbox, but you will hear me. And I'll be talking and spinning some of my favorite music and stuff like that. So feel free. I'm rarely on Saturdays. It's basically just once a year. Once a year for the for the Radiothon. So if you're into that sort of thing, that would be a good time to do it. Should get to some light housekeeping, shall we? Uh, there's a brand new Top 20 out. It's called Sneaking Suspicion. Uh, and it's a very funny one, if I do say so myself. So check that out. Uh, and it's basically about the fact that I just don't care anymore. And I know that we're like almost 10 years into the show, and I haven't really cared. <laughs> so I think the anymore is probably a bit of a stretch, but still, you know. Um, talking about some distracting tactics, my incredibly good Russian accent, uh, my goal to become old man on the porch and all that other stuff. By the way, I have been old manning on the porch so hard lately because my back neighbors are just causing all kinds of a ruckus, and I'm really not happy about it at all. Like, I've never liked them anyway, but, like, now I really don't like them. Like, I didn't even know you could step up and be not liked more than they were already, but, hey, man, they did it. Typical Long Island trash. They nailed it. 
Uh, on Bacon is my podcast, which, let's be honest, is probably the reason you're on Stranger Hit TV and not this shitty show. But uh, now, after nothing, you can check them out. They were on uh, the interview, the full band interview this past Monday. Uh, discussions and Drinks, which was a little bit different. They were doing the, uh, the pro wrestling stuff, which I thought was cool. But then they actually had a guest on, which I didn't understand. Because I thought Discussions and Drinks were supposed to be guestless. But I don't work over there, so I'm just, I'm ancillary. <laughs> I find out stuff when you find out stuff. Um, they have um, their Twitch stream is tonight. Uh, uh, Twitch.tv/bacon slash bacon is my pod. Uh, they'll be working with Caggiano again, uh, and I'm happy to point out that Caggiano is clearly not working on the Rebel Nine mixes. If he's got time to play on Twitch with Bacon, my passion, but that's just me. Arcane Ghost will be seven questions tomorrow, and that 27-minute interjection is everything that's going on. Over in Bacon is my podcast land. Um, uh, sorry, I just I was just reading. <laughs> just reading the chat. Trying to keep up, proving once and for all that I do not enjoy the chat. Uh, I feel like this light is too bright. I don't know. Anybody know? I guess you won't know until next week. So next week, when this looks like the light is too bright, like seriously, I'm getting a shadow from the microphone. Yeah, look at that. Shadow. No. There. Yeah, it's hard because the screens are broken. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> There's a couple minutes you're never going to get back. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wait. There you go. So, uh... I did have some stuff to talk about specifically that was going on in my own existence, but I gotta say, man, I am I don't I don't even know what to say about like yet another school shooting. I know that we're in March, uh, somewhere around the the three hundred. There's been like three hundred kids that have been killed in gun violence so far this year. It's it's March, dude. Like it's <laughs> It is just, it is really just something else. And what's funny is, like, I don't, I don't get to watch, I, don't, I really don't watch TV. I watch probably, like, I, I try to watch a little bit of the news in the morning, just the local news. I've given up on national news. It's just it's horrendous. Um, so I've been watching some of the local news. I watch PIX11 uh, with Dan and Hazel. Like, the, not a sponsor, but I'll definitely give them props. Also, Byron Miranda might be the coolest weatherman I have ever seen in my entire life. So I watch him all the time. My favorite thing that Byron does is he'll be like, this is what the National Weather Forecast or National Weather Service is going to say for this weekend. And he'll just look right in the camera and be like, oh, he'll do it. Here, I'll do it for you. He's like, uh, the National Weather Service says we're going to get like 30 degrees. I think they're wrong. I love when he does that. Yo, that is the dopest thing a weatherman can ever do. And I will tell you, like... More often than not, that dude is correct, and I love that. So, Byron Miranda, you can follow, he's like, I think he's like Byron Picks 11 on Instagram if you want to follow. I just, I think he's the coolest weatherman. He's the main reason I watch that show. Uh, but I like, you know, Dan and, Dan and Hazel and Alex, they, they're holding it down for the underground over there. But anyway, so like, I'll watch like 20 minutes of that. Um, and I, you know, find out what's going on. That's, and, and like, it's the least, hype news, right? It's really just news. I mean, it's always unfortunate, right? Because there's always like, you know, it's like murder, murder, burglar, like, you know, it's all that, not a lot of feel-good stuff going on in the city. And and I get, you know, that that's what they're supposed to do. But it, my point is I don't watch a lot of the no, local news. Wow. I don't want to watch. Wow. What is going on? Man, I need a hairbrush. I don't watch a lot of um, 
national news anymore because it's all politically based and it's all politically charged and they're trying to make you mad. Like all the stuff that I know and you know and probably people have been telling me for years. So I just, I don't even bother. Um, but, uh, some, um, Oh, yeah, so the shooting, like, the shooting makes, like, all kinds of news, right? Because it does. Like, somebody walked into a school in Tennessee and killed six people with an assault weapon. Like, and I don't want to hear any arguments about, like, yeah, old weapons or assault weapons. Like, I just, I don't don't care. I really don't care. Uh, What was funny to me, though, is that the one thing I really kind of have been adding into my uh, television diet is I'll watch on YouTube. I will watch the intros from... Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, and The Daily Show. Especially The Daily Show, because The Daily Show is great. Like I was saying a couple weeks ago, like they're they're doing like rotating hosts. So they have John Leguizamo. Jesus. Yeah, I feel like in my head I could say his name, and then I go to say it, and I just can't. Uh, basically, Sid the Sloth from Ice Age is hosting this week on The and it was so funny because he was like, yeah, we're going to explore some, like, Hispanic heritage. And, like, this is going to be great. And, like, 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 let's spin the wheel of Espanol. And they're, like, spinning and trying to find uh, somebody Hispanic in the news to talk about. And, you know, lands on uh, George Santos. And he's like, mother. <laughs> Which I thought was just hysterical. But so I'm watching. Like, I actually bail on work early yesterday because I was just absolutely exhausted. So I sit on the couch. I sit on the couch for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, and I watched some of Jimmy Kimmel, some of Stephen Colbert, and some of The Daily Show. All three of them talking about the shooting. Makes sense, right? Totally in the news. Uh, I think what's funny about it, not that anything's funny about it, but what's funny, peculiar, interesting about it is really the the unsurprising perspectives that the different parties are kind of offering. Like, first of all, like, I am so tired of Democrats just yelling. Like, just just stop. Like, it's so, it's so beyond annoying. Um, like, just, you know, speak and, like, you know, do stuff. Like, I, that's why I like, like, Sherrod Brown and stuff, like, back in the day. Like, because he wasn't just, he was actively doing stuff. Like, he wasn't just constantly yelling and screeching. Um, but yeah, yeah, something needs to get done. Like, we all know that. Like, we all, we all know that. But it's really a question of, like, well, what needs to be done? But I think, the, the greatest thing that I've seen so far was on Stephen Colbert, and he was talking about how um, there's this common part, this common thread to to all of these mass shootings. Now, he's alluding to the fact that you can't have a mass shooting without a gun, right? Like, you don't really need north of a, you know... 50 IQ to understand that, right? It's very hard to have mass shootings without something to shoot with, right? Week longer. So he's talking about how all the Fox News pundits and the Republican pundits in general, and he doesn't even get into the, like Congress and Senate. Like I've got my own bone to pick with that. But uh, he's talking about this, the news pundits specifically. He's like, yes, and they've all come to the conclusion there's this one thing, this one aspect of all of these mass shootings that's common in all of them. And he just flips to some stupid bimbo on, I guess it's Fox. I mean, like, just dumber than dog shit. And she's just like, and once again, it's uh, some somebody used a side door. And then they just go on to this montage of all these Republican pundits, all these right-wing news pundits talking about, like, these side doors, landing with, like, Rosanna Scotto just screaming, like, somebody close the damn door. Like, that's the problem. 
Right-wing news pundits have decided that the problem with mass shootings is that somebody can get in a side door. And I'm only bringing it up because it is hella stupid and hella ridiculous, but I feel like if it's not pointed out to you, you won't even hear it anymore. Like, we all understand the way blame works, right? Like, everybody just immediately tries to deflect blame from themselves. It's actually one of the reasons I do so well in business and do so well kind of like in my personal relationships because when I'm wrong, like, I'll just be like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. And people don't know what to do with that. People lose their minds. I lose my mind when people do it to me. I'm just so, so skilled, like, not skilled, but trained in, like, people just denying that they've done anything wrong. By the way, the beard, man, is looking really good today. Is it just me? Like, what are we, what are we even talking about here? I did a little shaving the other day. I think this is growing too long, but I gotta say, man, I just, I like doing this. Like, that whole thing from Zohan, like, the goat with the face. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It's really starting to look good. Or not. Maybe it's just the lighting. Who knows? But anyway... That's not really important. We're talking about nationalities. And then, um, so, I mean, just listen for it. In your travels, you'll see talk people talk. And that and that's what they're doing. Like, we need more securities at school. More security at school. Like, they're literally just talking about building up security to protect against a known threat. A known threat that is these assault, any firearms, honestly. And, like, I've already come to terms and made peace with the fact that the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. And I don't think our founding fathers were careless in writing it that way. I think they were very, very good at making compromises and understanding. And I'm sorry if people don't like guns and don't think people should have guns. You're in the wrong country. Unless you pass an an amendment to the Constitution, like, it clearly states you're allowed to own firearms. Now, we do have some... I think, some wiggle room on what kind of firearms we can have, right? There are people that think that you should be able to go buy, like, you know, rocket launchers and tanks and stuff. Like, they think that the Second Amendment covers that. And most reasonable people are like, no, we don't need surface-to-air missiles hanging out at Billy Bob's Fourth of July party. Like, we just don't. Um, So there's certainly wiggle rooms to be made there. But, like, the reality is, like, guns are are allowed in this country. They just are. Until the Constitution changes, that's going to be the way it is. So I think people need to kind of give up the fight of, like, no more guns. But they really need to double down on the fact that guns still are responsible for a lot of this stuff. And and the way we approach gun licensing and stuff like that is important, too. You know? You can't vote as a felon, uh, as, a, as a former felon in Florida. Like, you can't. Like, those, we have rules and stuff like that that kind of circumvent, like, what the Constitution says and what the amendments say. There's no reason to not have rules that kind of, you know, prevent exploitation of loopholes in the Second Amendment. And the thing was, with this person that did the shooting in Nashville, the person was under psychological care for emotional disturbance issues. Like, dude, if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. Like, that's a big one. I think the very first thing you do is like, and how many guns do you have? You know, and then you just come and take them. That's really what those red flag laws were for. And I'm, I guess Tennessee doesn't have them. But, like, nobody's talking about that. Like, that was the first thing I heard. And I saw one Republican guy who was like, you know, it's a mental health issue. And that's very true. Mental health plays a big role in it. And he's right. If somebody wants to, you know, kill a bunch of people, it could be with a gun. It could be with a bomb. It could be with a car. It could be with a truck. Like, really, the object itself is not necessarily 
um, not necessarily the, uh, the, the the thing we should be focusing on. But if you can just go to any store and go buy a bomb, I'd say we would look at that too. But you can't do those things. It's also very hard to drive a car through a brick building. But it's super easy to walk into a Nashville school with an AR-15. So maybe we should look at curbing that or curbing access to that. Because the Republican response to this is we need more security so people can't get in. Okay, so maybe they wait till after school and start shooting people as they come out. What then? Oh, we need armed guards. I think I told you a couple weeks ago, like South Huntington approved to have an, an armed guard at the high school here at Whitman. Which is just, isn't that asking for trouble? I mean, like... You know, they're not going to hire, like, a Navy SEAL in his prime, right? You know that, right? They're going to get the guy that's too old to work at the bank now. You know, I just don't know that we need to check in with the only remaining member of the Spanish-American War Armada, you know, monitoring the front door. I think that's a, I think that's a bad idea. But I do think it's funny the way the Republicans are just dodging everything and just like constantly, no, no, if I thought it would make a difference, I would support it. I got to tell you, man, restricting those kinds of weapons would absolutely make a difference, even if it made one difference. But that's the thing. They just talk shit all the time. If I thought it would make a difference, I would support gun legislation. It will. I guarantee you it will make a difference. Will it solve the entire problem? Of course not. Does that mean it's not worth doing? Dude, like, come on, man. It's one kid's life. Like, they shot children. If I thought it was worth doing, if I thought it would help, I would support it. And that's what they're saying. And then the one dude, man, I couldn't even believe what he was saying. He was talking about where his dad came, uh, fought in World War II, and he came back. And he's like, well, you know, talking about, like, fighting against the Japanese in the Pacific. And he was saying, he's like, you know, if somebody's dead set on taking you out and willing to give up their own life... In the process, there's really not much you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, man. There really, really is. If somebody is, you know, fine and keen on giving up on their own life to do you personal harm, and somebody knows about it, maybe they don't get to buy guns anymore. How about that? And for all you knife people out there, you don't get to buy those either. And if somebody's coming at you with a kitchen knife, I've got news for you. You've got a much better shot at staying alive than somebody coming at you with an assault-style weapon. So as you're hearing all this nonsense coming from the right, just remember over 300 kids have died from gun violence this year. It's March. It is the number one cause of death of children right now in America. If somebody tells you guns aren't the problem, at the very least, you can say, hey, man, maybe guns are part of the problem because the actual problem is people like you. And here's a song for everybody that thinks guns aren't a problem because guns are a problem and the people that own guns are a problem. But the people that defend guns. Hard Rock Lunch Box. My beloved Bubbles turned uh, 23 around 8.30 this morning. 23. Old fucking guy that he is. Could not wait to play this for him last night at his birthday party. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, it's nothing more. Throwing up another duet. Johnny will sing with anyone and everyone apparently. Just doing nothing but 
collaborations. Like, good for him. Must be nice. I gotta, I gotta start working on some collaborations. My band, my band tends to be very anti that. In fact, I had a discussion, I think, last time. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a rehearsal not too long ago. Uh, just talking about um, having some help on some backing vocals for like recording tracks and stuff like that. And my drummer was very, very dead set against it. And uh, I was actually saying this to Mikey the other day. Um, my drummer is very, very against it. Like, he doesn't want to bring anyone in for any reason ever. He's like, you know, it should just be the band making all the sounds on, on there. And I'm like, you know, 90% of that sound is me, dude. So, if, like, I want to offload some of that stuff. You know, and I was saying specifically for, like, some screaming sort of stuff. Because uh, I just... As much as I can do it a very, very little bit, I just don't do it very well. Uh, and so, um, you know, it was... Uh, it just it seemed like a good idea like I know that like Pathmaker just had Jimmy in to sing some really high vocal lines and stuff like that like it makes sense to like go with people like I know I'm supposed to be working on this project with Mikey um, uh, a cover collaboration and I'm, I'm hoping to get to it I'm hoping to get to it in April once things kind of cool off here and I kind of recover from everything that's going on and that, that'll be good but um Anyway, I feel like there's a point there. I'm distracted by the chat because the chat still isn't working. Like, there's a couple people in it, and I'm grateful for them, but there's a lot of people that can't access the chat. I honestly have no idea what to do. Like, the chat, I don't know. It's just, I know from time to time it's had problems. Like, I could message, I'll message, I'll message the station manager during the next block of songs, and I'll see if there's anything to be done about it. But uh, in the meantime, uh, sorry. Hope you're enjoying listening. Feel free to comment or message me or whatever, and I'll see what I can do about the chat in the meantime. Uh, last week during the show, Silverstein dropped a brand new song uh, called Poison Pill, which I am happy to let you know subsequently listened to and ripped off some of the vocal line for. But we are so slow, it'll be like a year or two before anything like that actually comes out. But don't be surprised if you start hearing something similar live, because, you know, why not? Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, I'm still trying to work this out. I did message the station. I got a response back, so it's not you. It's us. Apparently, it's not you. It is actually me, so I'm sorry about that. We're working on it right now. I don't know if it's going to get fixed by the end of the show. I appreciate everybody hanging out and listening anyway, and feel free to message me, and I'll try and communicate as I can, as best I can, uh, and that certainly works, and uh, we'll just do it that way, but... Happy to announce that the show will go on. The show must go on. It must. Wrong button. God damn it. There we are. Is this show going to falter because of the chat? It's always a no. <laughs> Do I have brand new Skindred to play for you? It's always a no. Aha. Jimmy G, not always correct. Certainly not in this case, yeah. Brand new Skindred for you. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, Mikey Wayman, who I know you all know as uh, Mikey Wayman, uh, announced to me and Jimmy this morning that the new Throw the Fight song was really, really, really very good. And I, being the Throw the Fight skeptic, was like, all right, I'm going to go check this out. So I have a brand new song called Hourglass. To be perfectly honest, I stumbled upon the Cover Your Tracks, which was their last single. And I think I like it better, but I'm not entirely sure. So I went back and I listened to Hourglass again. 
And I'm like, all right, it's kind of growing on me. But it definitely seems like maybe something we should see. If maybe... Does it box? I don't know. It's going to be hard without a chat, but we can talk about it. It's brand new Throw the Fight. It's called Hourglass. On the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Uh, my love affair with the brand new uh, brand new stuff from All Time Low is not even remotely over. Still digging this song. Hope you do too. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Yeah, man. Always a good time for some Paramore. <laughs> I was actually uh, playing that song for Charlotte last night, and she's like, yeah, and you know it's a big song if I've heard of it, because she's just not very, like, pop culture at all. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about it. But it's so funny, I just mentioned in the chat, like, the backstory in that song is just so great, uh, because it's, like, it's a common, like, thing. Like, it's a, it's a very young, like, immature sort of song, but the fact that Haley Williams, like, would later kind of just go on to own it, uh, the way the way that she did, I always thought was funny. Uh, the basic backstory of the song, uh, according to Haley Williams, is uh, quote: When I was 13 or 14, uh, and I had a crush on Josh, he didn't like me back. <laughs> so he would go and hang out with his girlfriend, who I wrote mystery business about because I was a dick. Those are her words, and that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how great it is to write probably your biggest song because you're being a dick, but, like, it's not a bad reason, really, to write a song. So. <laughs> Makes me laugh. So that's the backstory on Misery Business. Um, so I'm working with Mikey to try and get a copy of his new song, uh, Separate Ways. Uh, he's going to send it over to me. I didn't realize I had a wave file, and for whatever reason, this uh, software here is just choking on it. So we're working on that. But, you know, kind of half of me is thinking, like, well, he already posted about it and promoted the Hard, lock, hard Rock Lunchbox. So do I really have to play it? I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. He's going to send that over. I don't work that way. I know other stations do, but I just I do not work that way. So what I've got for you instead is something I was going to play a little bit later. Now... This dude's name is Steve Welsh. Now, I know the name, and I feel like I've heard other stuff that he's done before. Um, but what he does specifically um, is he re-genres songs, popular songs. Now, we've seen that. That's Even I've seen that, right, like on like Instagram, and I'm, I'm sure it's on TikTok, too. I feel like I've played some stuff where they do, like, this song is if Blink-182 would have done it. Well... This dude did uh, the Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, and he did it as if uh, the the heyday of Alice in Chains did it. And i got to tell you, I was so goddamn impressed. <laughs> I mean, like, so many options to just do it, you know, because it's such a good song anyway. And if you, like, like I don't know if you remember the breakdown when I did uh, why Backstreet Boys is better than NSYNC, but since that is now accepted as general fact because I've said it out loud, uh, it's just one of the greatest pop songs, in my opinion, ever written. And the fact that he did it in such a, uh, you know, like kind of like dirt era <laughs> house and chains way is, is just awesome. And honestly, I can't even explain it any longer, so I'm just going to play it for you and just just bask in its glow of genius and whatever else you want to call it. Steve Welsh, he wants it that way. Or I want it that way. 
on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yo, it's time for new music. Mikey Wayman, the fastest MP3 in the West. Not only did he produce the song in record time, but he also converted it in record time, and I think that that's just as important. All right, maybe it's not as important, but it's kind of important. This song is going to go live to the rest of the 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 peasant public sometime in April, but because you guys are all members of the Hard Rock Lunchbox Elite, yep, I said Elite, you guys get to hear it first. You'll probably hear it next week. You might even hear it the week after that. I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep playing it until it gets released for the heathen population. And honestly, who gives a shit about them? Yeah, let's do it all. Let's do it all. time but it's all worth it i assure you so i've got separate ways that i've been told is not a journey cover and yes i was just disappointed as just as disappointed as mike d when i first heard it but what are you gonna do maybe next time mike mikey maybe next time brand new something heavy on the box
Hi guys, this is Giovanna Altube from Tales of a Songbird, and you are listening to the Hard Rock Lunchbox on 99WRR.com. favorite bumpers in the history of bumpers. I mean, it's just, and I don't mean to be that guy, but I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so great. Our very own Giovanna getting the station wrong, but getting the song right. And I guess that that's really all that matters, right? Uh, getting the song right is something we're about to not do. As Melissa has sent in yet another ridiculous request of the week, I will take absolutely no 
no responsibility for this one. Now that the chat is fixed, feel free to join in and yell all you want at her. I will say I did play a cu- I did play a little bit for my daughter Charlotte, and we were both laughing very hard at it. So even though I would not choose it, and I am playing it with pr- extreme prejudice, it's still kind of funny. It's something called Draco and the Malfoys. My dad is rich. One time only on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. It might sound like I'm not talking a lot today, but don't worry, I'm thinking a lot today, and I am so in the mood for some coheed, so that's what's up next. Hard Rock Lunch Box. As a band leader, one of the sentences you never really want to hear from your other guitar player is like, oh yeah, I got a bone to pick with you. But alas, it's exactly what I <laughs> what I heard the other night. I was talking last week about the new song from Extreme called Rise and what a really good guitar solo it was. And I realized, I sent that to the band too, and I was like, oh, you should listen to this, it's really cool. Because I thought it was really interesting. Because I did think it was really interesting. None of that has changed. But I feel like since I didn't explain it very well, that maybe I should probably explain it to anyone else too. So there's a couple things I want to account for. Uh, first of all, um, I am a very good guitar player. I'm a pretty good lead guitar player. I don't know how to do everything, and I am certainly not at the level of somebody like Nuno Buttoncourt. Not even close. I've never really aspired to be that. I was always bluesier uh, anyway but uh, than speed. I never really... I have, I have short, fat fingers, which is probably good for, you know, digging rocks or whatever I'm supposed to be doing as a Neanderthal, but it's not really great for lead guitar playing. Um... So I'm not super fast. I can be. I can be fast enough, but I'm not super fast. I'm not of that level. So I'm not... I don't know what's involved in making some of the sounds. I really just kind of know what I like when I hear it. Uh, the, the crediting I've gotten for some of the best guitar solos I've ever done are something are something along the lines of, like, uh, The Good Fight, for example. Very slow, very passionate, very bluesy in feeling. Right? So that's, that's my thing. So I don't know what it takes to make some of these sounds. So when another technical guitarist is like, well, it's so easy to do that. Like, that might be true, but he still made the choice to do that. It's super easy to hit a G chord, too, but if you do it right and do it in the right place in the song, preferably when everybody else is kind of in that sort of key, then it's good. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is that I did not like all of it. I thought I said this on the show, but maybe not in the in the band chat. I didn't actually particularly like the middle of it. I thought it was boring and trite, not very imaginative. Uh, and the beginning I recognized was just basically just a show off of how fast he can play, which to me, uh, given what I just said, is still super impressive. So I thought that was pretty cool. But what I really, really liked about the solo was the very end of it. The sound is like... And I realized that that's probably a simple thing to do once you know how to do it. I don't know how to do it, and I didn't care to know how to do it. I just liked the way it sounded, and I thought it was perfectly placed in the song. And then the last thing I want to say, and this kind of goes to what Kaz is saying, because Kaz is saying he's been doing this kind of stuff for years, and that's true. Kaz does play very much like this, and he pushed back on the fact that whenever he does stuff like that, I tell him how dated it sounds. And that is true. It does sound dated, and I apologize for that. The distinction here is that it's Nuno Betancourt and Extreme, and it, the band is from the 90s. And as much as I like to see bands evolve, like we were talking about that, like even with like All Time Low and A Day to Remember, and even Silverstein and, and some of the stuff that Stand Atlantic is doing, like, I love watching bands evolve. I think it's super important. 
but sometimes a band just gets stuck in what they do, but it's okay because they do exactly what they do really, really well. Bands like Tool come to mind, Deftones come to mind. Like when you're a band that people are like, you sound like X. And your ex, well, then that's kind of what you should be doing. And that's kind of okay. You can still evolve and you can be like, you know, uh, uh, Incubus is a band that comes to mind about bands that uh, really evolved. Lincoln Park kind of did that too for a while, like that sort of stuff. But yeah, it definitely sounds, if it came out today and it wasn't extreme, I'd be like, this sounds like really old music. He's 100% correct. But because it's extreme... I give it a pass because they've been doing it for 30 years that way and they're killing it, in my opinion. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Who here remembers the time? I think it was Craving Strange uh, CD release. Uh, I forget. I think it was the last CD release show. Where uh, we, and I mean Rebel 9, did a medley of three Craving Strange songs. Was who, who in the chat even remembers that or was there for that? I know it was a while ago, so I'm not sure who was actually coming to Rebel 9 and Craving Strange shows back then. But for those of you who remember, you can just sit back and reminisce with me. But what we, what we did is we took three songs. Um, we did Your Next Day Alive. We did Would You Do the Same. And why am I forgetting it? I'm forgetting one. I'm totally forgetting one. But I don't remember. It'll, it'll come back to me. Um, but we had guest singers on. We had guest singers come up on stage and, and sing the songs. Uh, we had Michael Rubin sing the first one. And it's just totally escaping me what song it was. Uh, and we had little Annie Stoic. Oh, I guess that's redundant. Just Annie Stoic come up and sing... Uh, your, uh, your last day alive, but we had Johnny uh, from Sweet Tooth come up and sing Would You Do the Same? Now, I love Johnny. I've always loved Johnny. I miss him desperately. I, 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 would, I would love to see him. I would love to see him back playing and stuff. I, I, I don't think we had a falling out, but honestly, like I'm wrong all the time about stuff like that, so I'm hoping that's not the case. Because uh, I, I adore Johnny. But one of the greatest parts of that whole thing is he was going to sing it and Johnny has like a legendary, legendary big scream, like kind of sound. He can sing much like Mikey. They can sing in those scream things. And Johnny's just a big dude. There's a lot of power behind it. And we were getting up to the show date, and he sent me a text. And he was like, "Hey man, do you think it'd be all right if I just screamed that song?" And I was like, "I can't think of anything that would be more all right <laughs> than doing exactly that." And he just freaking nailed it it was it was truly truly awesome it was a very fun thing to be a part of i was happy to be a part of it but man what a great version we'll have to slum it this week with craving strange version of it without johnny singing lead but you know jimmy does a pretty good job on it well i think he does so that's all that matters it's your weekly craving of the week Box.
Yeah, I was just saying in the chat, like, I'm completely wrong. That's not the song that we did. So what do you expect on the Hard Rock Lunchbox but good music and misinformation? It's kind of like watching Fox News just without the good music. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I cannot for the life of me. Enough of the life for me to remember what songs I was. I'll work on it for next week. Maybe I can even figure out what it is. Maybe I even have a recording of it. But I don't know. I just can't. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't remember. There's too many things to remember. Too many medleys. We had our 80s medley. We had the time we did all of the, hard, the uh, Razorblade Diaries. All six songs in one medley. That was fun. <clears throat> we do not have a medley coming up, but we do have a new cover coming up for June. But enough about me. Let's talk about me and me ending the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Thank you guys so much for spending part of your Thursday here with the box in the top 20. I'm sorry the chat wasn't working at first, but it will, it was eventually. So, And don't forget, I'll be on the air this Saturday from noon to 3 for Faces for Autism, our radiothon that we do every year. And you'll be able to make requests and donate money and all that other good stuff. And I'll be playing some of the great songs I usually play here in the box and other songs that I just haven't played in a while. I'll go through the whole catalog. And again, if you want to make requests, it'll cost you a couple of bucks, but it's for a good cause. So that's Saturday. Just tune in right here around noon. But it's going on from Friday night, Friday evening all the way to Sunday night, so be sure and check that out. In the meantime, we've got to get on out of here because it is late and I've got to go to the bathroom and everybody knows the deal. Like, no, it's not, it's not number two, it's just number one. So we're going to be all right. Nobody worry. Nobody worry. I also am going to get more water, so I don't want to get the house. But this is the best song I think I can leave you with this week. So dance your way out and have yourself a great weekend. And I'll see you next week on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box.